up and do my thing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it off? One, two, three, four. Get up. Oh, welcome to a Monday edition of the number one show in Western Washington. It's fucking fast. Live from the Carter Volkswagen studio was just announced the, uh, yeah. yesterday yeah. Uh, by West Seattle Talkers Magazine. So thank you very much to West Seattle Talkers Magazine. We got a plaque coming we over. We appreciate the support. We do have a plaque coming our way. Yeah. Uh, it's a wonderful Monday. It's a sunny Monday, man. And I just we at Gas and I would like to thank our uh, program d- uh, director, uh-huh. uh, Purple Sheet Richmore. Yeah, so right. So the puppies are they're about to play Oregon State at eleven, w- right? Why aren't we carrying that game? A Pac ten, excuse me, Pac twelve Titans well, collide on the diamond in Omaha, and it's all on the line would, today. It's winner go yeah, home and, today. And what I don't understand about the strategy, and I just I just had a uh, just a question to the assistant program director. Of course, that'd be uh, Kevin Shockey, mm-hmm. uh, Philly Shockey. I said, uh, so is it on 1090? Because, of course, if people don't know, we have the, the yeah. 1090 KJR. Yeah. He goes, yeah. And I go, well, why would you put it there? So what if people listen, they don't, they listen to that, and then they don't listen to us? Yeah, Aren't we, should... we then getting hurt by on the meters? Mm-hmm. We're the blowtorch. Like, huh. I go, why don't we just put on 950? We'll carry it until 11, then we'll just get out of the way. Why don't we carry it uh, cluster-wide? they five minutes to make this call. Right. Because well, I'd like to go home. I don't talk to, to the APD anymore. He, he got <laughs> mad at me, and I, and he, he, he uh, and I just, uh, just kind of try to steer clear now. Okay. Well, I've got yeah. a couple of weeks left. I'd like to finish on a high note. I am willing. I am know. willing, for all you Husky fans out there, baseball fans, I'm willing to step aside. We're willing to step aside. We and are allow willing, you guys. Listen yeah, to the game. You, you, a died in the wool cougar, but you're rising above that, and not Love so it. much for the Huskies because we know there's some Beaver fans out sure. there. This is Pac-12. This is regional pride. Yeah. Somebody's going to move through today. I would, I would happily step aside so we could play the baseball game at eleven. And if they would change their mind here in the next uh, hour or so, we'll, we'll do it for them. Yeah. Because we'll, we had the Mary Maple Valley Open on Friday, and I still have not recovered from that golf tournament. And, and I'd and like to add another day to recover. I imagine, and I want to hear about that, but I'm looking ahead here. And, and, and oh, we're two, jam-packed. Two guys who I love but are, frankly, and I would put myself in this category, easily cancelable. <laughs> Right? I mean, yes. it's not like we got, like, oh, my God, oh, we've sure. got, you know, somebody, you know, Pete Carroll's coming on. Well, we can't cancel the show. Right. But these guys, Crabtree, Booth, Gasman, easily canceled. I could get rid of both of those guys. Yeah. Curtis, of course, his weekly visit at 1120. And then all the way from Russia, Tim Booth, who is working as a secret <laughs> operative for the United States government, uh, will join us from Russia. It, it will be what are there nine ten twenty his time when he joins yeah. us. I'm I'm following Tim, and I'm I don't know I, I don't know if he's a secret operative for us. I'm I'm starting to feel a little comradey about him. He's uh, yeah. some of his tweets seem a little pro Russia. Sure, I'm well, not sure if that's you know they have to run through all their tweets before they actually I, get to I, send I, them I'm out. I'm sure somebody is monitoring Tim <laughs> Booth. At all times over there. I don't think I would say anything that would ever put me in trouble uh, with those guys over there. So we got a jam-packed show for you. Major sports news, of course, at 1020. We'll do that. Uh, Lunch with listeners. We got our poll question today. And uh, hold on. Let me get your poll question here for just a second. I know we're having some internet issues, but that's okay. And and the internet issues uh, uh, prevented me from doing anything because I panicked. I absolutely panicked. (laughs) I have to fix this. This is more important than the show right now. It's amazing that when you do have internet issues, is how much you just like, oh, my God, you freak out. Like, you can't do anything. It's like I pulled away from the house this morning. I thought I didn't have my phone with me. And I mean, you'd have thought 
you know, I left the toaster on or yeah. something. I'm like, ah! We, I've always thought about kicking around this idea of just doing a, 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 a like a tech-free show. Yeah, right. No, yeah, no internet, yeah, no yeah. nothing. We just, yeah. you, you have your, you just shoot. You know, that's actually, sometimes those are the best shows. Right. Let's well, yeah. That, that, that's old school radio. Yeah, that's, I mean. A couple of newspapers in front of you, where you go. The old days where you used to watch, I did at least, I, I kept a notepad with me almost all the time, and yeah. I definitely kept a notepad going when I watched SportsCenter, which I watched every single day for at least an hour. Yeah. And all stuff that's just different. Uh, all right, so, I got the poll question. Did you dig it up? I got, it, got, I got it, it right here. here. You got it? Yeah, what should the M's do with Robinson Cano when he returns? So he's back in August. Their uh-huh. record is insane right now. They're 24-9. It's the best record in Major League Baseball since he went out. Mm-hmm. Uh, split first base with uh, Healy. Uh, split DH time with Cruz. Play second base. Don't play at all. 34% mm-hmm. saying split time right now with Healy. 26% say play second base. 25% say don't play at all. Yeah, that's wrong. And 15% say DH with Nelson Cruz. I would vote for the top two if okay. I could. I would say, hey, let's. I I, th- I talked to. Uh, you know, Chuck Powell, does he ever talk to you still? Sure. Uh, he doesn't. He's Chuck, a big he's, star now. Chuck, with the second he, he got his divorce from me, he said, uh, yeah, that's God. it. Uh, I never have to deal with you ever again. I he doesn't even acknowledge me in the sports bet anymore. You know, given that Topoto has said it's no guarantee he gets second base yeah. back, if I were Topoto in the Ams, and they may have already done this, I would go to Cano and say, look, the plan all along has been to move you to first base anyway. Uh, Gordon's doing a great job at second. We like how we look right now. Uh, so not saying you'll never play second again, but why don't we, during this extended period where you're not going to be doing anything, why don't we, we work on what we need to work on to get you ready to play some first base? And that's how you could help us down the stretch and then into the future. That, that would be how I would look at that. I got to go back and, and, and we'll go more. I want to talk more about this coming up in the 11 o'clock hour, but I go back and check. There's only a certain amount of time that he can be there. Like he can't even be the facility. Can he, he be? He can rehab his injury, right? And do, but then other than that, he can have no contact with the team. So your idea of like, hey, pregame, like yesterday, mm-hmm. can he work at first base? And he can't do that. Can he go to Peoria? Yeah, he can go to Arizona, but only for I got to go back and look at the stories. He can only go there for like a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. He can't be there the whole time working out. I want to say it's like a couple weeks, right? And that's it. Right. So maybe maybe they'll do that. I'm fascinated by John Morosi because Morosi wrote a story for MLB.com uh, this weekend. He was talking about some trades, and I know I think the guys in the morning talked about it. He, he threw out a couple names, Jay Happ, and then also threw out Matt uh, Matt, uh, Matt Boyd, mm-hmm. left hand pitcher for Detroit. He's uh, from here, I think he's from Bellevue. Anyways, but then they also was talking about uh, Robinson Cano and just the idea of what's going to happen to him. You know when he comes back, and there, he talked to one guy, uh, one rival club official, who said that the team is more complete with D Gordon's energy and range at second base in place of Cano, and that they're you know basically this guy's just saying they're a better team with him playing second. Not to say that they're a better team without Cano. Maybe Cano goes someplace else. I don't know how easy it is to go play first base. So yeah, I don't think it's it. I don't think it's that hard. I don't I don't think that I, I'm and you wouldn't have to spend a lot of time. But that's how I'd look at it if I were the M's. Is those top two choices of yours? Say, look, Cano can help you. He doesn't have to be at second base. He can give you know Cruz a little bit of a break from time to time at DH, and he can give Healy a little break at first base. And you can see how he plays first mm-hmm. base. And now you'll have a better idea of hey, if, does this long term plan work? We're gonna have Gordon at second, and you'll put Cano at first, and that's how it's gonna look in the in the future. And if you're Scott Service, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, you know, D Gordon's played the position before. I mean, he's played second base. He's a Gold Glover. I mean, should he play second base at all, or should D Gordon get all the all the reps playing at second base? I'd say I would say because what you asked Gordon to do, I would keep him there. Yeah. 
because I mean, this is when Cano comes back, he can only play for the remaining portion of the season. He can't play in the postseason at all, mm-hmm. at all. So, yeah, I, I'm surprised with the poll result, not at all. And I just threw that in there because mm-hmm. I'm just curious of, you know, how much you know service moving forward. Who given latitude to do what he wants to do with the lineup, what he's going to do with Robinson Cano, right? You know, how much will he play, right? You know, I mean, do. You, you give Nelson Cruz day. I mean, Nelson Cruz hot. Why should you give him a day off? Well, you, you he shouldn't get a day off at all. Well, he'll get a day off occasionally, sure. and and yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd make it real clear to Cano. Look, we're not having all these guys kind of re adjust what they're doing for us, and then when you come back, oh, now you're going to go yeah. back to the other way. I, I just and I think Depoto's been very honest about that from the start. First with Softy. Uh, and then with uh, whoever he was talking with last week, where look, we're, this is you know we're looking at this like we're playing well right now. He's going to have to adjust to what we're doing, not the other way around. He's very can. I'll just say this about John: he's very kind of connected to the team. He's got from a national perspective, and he just in one of his notes he just says there within the team there's going to be a robust debate on how much Cano will be allowed to play once he returns to the team mm-hmm. in August. Yeah, you know, and how willing is he? To accept the new role. Right, right. I don't know. Maybe right. he says, piss off. I'm not playing first base. Yeah. I'm not playing DH. I'm a second baseman. Well, and if that's the case, then I mean, he doesn't have much leverage to say sure. that given what's happened. I know what you mean. I mean, he wouldn't be the first superstar to, <laughs> to kind of not be logical about stuff. Right. If I were him, well, I don't know. I'm not him, so I don't know. But it, it's, You kind of look like him. I do. I, I, I'm, like I'm him. affordable. You look like him. Um <laughs> I, I would come back, and I, I this is going to sound hokey. It's going to sound like something out of a sports novel. I'd say I want to do whatever I can to help us sure. win. I feel like I yeah. threw what could have been a monkey wrench into the whole season. You guys really stepped up and dealt with it the right way. How can I now help this team? Because I think he's popular within the clubhouse. I think among his teammates... Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think that he has been a guy who has kind of been quiet, you know, a leader, particularly for the uh, Spanish-speaking uh, uh, side of the clubhouse. I don't know. It, it's an interesting – talk about an interesting problem. What do you do with Cano when right. he comes back? All right, we got major, major sports news. We'll do that next. Again, coming up in the 11 o'clock hour, uh, we'll talk to Curtis Crabtree. 12-20, Tim Booth from Russia, Associated Press, working as a homeland Extra. Comrade. We'll talk about all things World Cup, but the major sports news no next right here on 950K Drive. Back to Puck It in the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Fane, you stop yeah. telling me what I need to do. Yeah, my world. If is... I don't want to give blood, Dick. I'm not going to give blood. <laughs> Dick's being a little preachy there. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Better give blood. You know what? My blood stays in my body, Dick. <laughs> Till I determine it, not you. <laughs> uh, our poll question's on fire. What should the M's do with Robinson Cano when he returns? Uh, split with Ryan Healy. Split the designated hitter spot with Cruz. Play second base. Don't play at all. Uh, 37% say split with Ryan Healy. 25% say play second base. 24 say don't play at all. 14% um Split there with Nelson Cruz. A lot of people, a lot of great feedback on this saying, where's the option to trade him? Yeah. Well, I don't have the option to trade him in there. They, uh, the likelihood of them trading Robinson Cano is highly, highly, highly unlikely. Yeah. He's got I, a lot of money left on that old, old contract right, of his. Right. I think you're better off, and you have a solution. This is like... You know, this is where it's different from I mean, every situation. Is obviously different, but like different than the Earl Thomas situation, where it's like cut and dry. You either do this or you do that. 
there are some solutions here, most notably moving him over to first base, yeah. which is what their plan has kind of been, right, Puck? They've never really articulated that, yeah. but that's what everybody has kind of said, is that's I, where he'll move over to I eventually. think we've kind of always speculated that. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what they really want to do. I don't know. I mean, right. I, I just know that we've said that, hey, when they got D. Gordon, it would also be yeah. you know a good move for their part because they got D. Gordon, this great second baseman, that when they, when they do want to move him back from center field to second, I guess you could slide Cano over to first base. I mean, I guess they'll always tell you. First base is one of the one positions you can kind of pick up. And I know, I don't doubt that Robinson Cano can pick up playing first base. I'm just not, I'm going to, I'm not going to be, I mean, I'll just plead ignorance. I don't know how easy or not easy it is. Yeah. I've never done it. And and the thing is, you know, even last year, there's the one statistical, I can keep all the the, the things straight that is used, but but there's evidence that he's definitely, and you can just see it, you don't need to stand, he's losing a little range. Yeah. As you would expect of a guy who's into his mid to upper 30s, and that being the case, well, then let's take him out of a place where he needs a lot of range and put him over at first base. It makes sense. I just want to see how he would react, or how he's reacted to it, because I think you're right. He has no leverage. He has none right now. And the team, you know, I, I guarantee they're pretty pissed off at him. Sure. And, you know, they won't say anything publicly about it, but they're like, my God, man, you just got suspended 80 games in the middle of this great season we had, and you've put our whole season kind of in a little bit of a turmoil. Now, we've been able to respond here and respond mm-hmm. in a great way. I had to go out and make some trades that I don't know if I was going to make because right. of this. And we don't know if it's over. You, you know, there's still a lot of games left. It's mid-August till he comes back, and I mean, a lot of things could could still happen. Right now, it all looks good. And I, I don't, I don't want to get inside Scott Service's head here because, he, frankly, I don't know what Scott Service is well, inside his head. Who knows what he's capable? You know what? He of. may be a, just me a weird dude inside that bean of his. But I wonder if there's part of him that's like, man, you're going to come back and play. What is it like 40, 40 games? Or so, yeah, yeah, about like yeah, right, yeah, about mid-August, yeah. But you can't play in the postseason. Like, mm-hmm. I could see Scott Service going, especially if they keep this up. Yeah, going. Why do I want to play you? Yeah, you and- know what I mean. Why? Why do I even want? I don't even need to play you if I play you these forty games. I don't know. These guys are superstitious, man. The baseball players are weird people, right. weird dudes. Does it does it throw off some mojo that they have created since he's gone out? And then Service just saying. Why would I need to put you back in here as an everyday player when we've played well, beyond well, without you, and you can't even participate in the postseason? And I'll take the the devil's advocate of that because I think it's a great point, but the other side would be most of the coaches you and I have met over the years, they want weapons. They want as much as I can get. And if I'm not, if I'm not Robbie, I may not be able to use you as much as you'd like, but I'm, I want you in my I want to be able to pull you out yeah. when I need you. And I'm not an idiot. He's a Hall of Fame player. Right, exactly. Even I though know, he yeah. probably won't get in, but I mean yeah. he's he's a Hall of Fame player. But you know, Puck, if they're still winning at this rate, if 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 mid August rolls around and they have not cooled down and they're still uh, you know they're a game and a half back of the Astros, the Astros have won ten in a row. That's how hot the M's are. Yeah, the the Astros have won ten in a row and the M's are right there. If it's still the same in August, I could simply say, "Look, you know what? Let's shut it down until next spring." I mean, you know, I don't know that that it's a it's got talk and about a weird conundrum. Probably depending on how he accepts it, right? Exactly. Because again, I we're just assuming that he'll accept this. Yeah, maybe he doesn't. Yeah. All right, let's get into our major sports news. Thank God. Oh, that breaking news sounder tells you it's major sports news. Nothing bigger than this. Of course, we have to start with the Mariners. I have a funny story about Friday night's victory. Edwin Diaz was great Friday. Wade LeBlanc was sensational on Saturday. Diaz delivers. Chopper, right side. Heal it. Make that run line. He's in a bad round. He's winning. 7-6 Seattle with a great come from behind win. They're now 22 and 10 in one run game. LeBlanc's 1-2. Strike three. 
season best seven punch outs for Wade LeBlanc. He has been nearly perfect. 17 wow. in a row sat down by the left-hander. Ever since we said, or I said, that his mm -hmm. wife should be fed to a gator, mm -hmm. look at him. Yeah. Look yeah. at what he, he's been he, able he, to do. He is channeling whatever <laughs> negative energy he might have felt. He has told you it's no big deal, and he is channeling it into the, becoming the dominant guy. What was his coach's name that he didn't like? We'll have to look that knucklehead's name yeah, up yeah, again. Yeah, I'll yeah, find yeah. him for us if we ever get the interweb back. Uh you, th you don't think he's telling the truth. You think he's he's not he was not happy with me, do you? Oh no, I think he was telling the truth. I think he has channeled whatever that is. He's rather than be stupid about it and be oh. mad at you, he's decided to be mad at other batters. What a story! Oh, this is yeah. why, right? We we always talk about this, and it, God, it sounds like Tim Kirchin, but it's whatever. Mm -hmm. it, this is why you love sports, not just baseball, just sports in general. It's right. these stories that just kind of come out of nowhere, right? He's been unbelievable. His last, I looked this up this morning. His last nine games, he's got a, an ERA of 2.06. Batting average against is 215. His on-base percentage is 261. It, it, it's be, it defies logic what he's doing. Yeah. And and what he gave them, you, you know, in this series that was just what a great series it for was an starters. Awesome series. Awesome series. Yeah. You know, let's not forget, and you know, I know I know we've been down this path a lot. Great outing from Felix. Uh-huh. Thursday, not in a win, but you know, now you've had two of his last three out. I'm, I'm yep. trying to find oh. something to hang on to there. Uh, and then Friday night, you said you had a funny story. Oh yeah. my God. So we get it. We, so we, after we, we got done with golf and we, we all pile back into the Spicoli van, the, mm -hmm. uh, the, the shuttle van that's going to take us back here to Seattle. And everyone's been well served. Yeah. Everyone's got in that van well served. And right. We're watching a little bit of the, the M's game in the bar mm -hmm. after the, like the award ceremony and all that kind of stuff. Right. And so we pile in that, we pile in the van, a uh, cooler full of beer and we're like, we're, Yell, not yelling at the guy, probably speaking a little too loudly to him to find the game. Put the game on so we can listen to him. The poor driver. The who's poor driver just idiot. does not want to listen uh, to us. The, you know, screaming drunks in the car, right? Mm -hmm. when, when, when they saved it, when Diaz saves the game, mm -hmm. you would have thought, you know how they have the earthquake in Mexico City? I heard about that. Right? Yeah, yeah. It, damn, there was an earthquake in our van, and I Funny. think we almost went off the road. You would, if there was a camera in there, God, I should have videotaped it. Mm -hmm. You would have thought we won the World Series. Yeah. I yeah. mean, guys are jumping over the seats, beers spilling everywhere. Right. Sorry to the van driver. We apologize. We, we're getting way too excited about a baseball team. But listen, we haven't, we haven't had this level of excitement in years. Right. But it, it like, it was Game Seven of the World Series we just won. It was yeah. it was epic. I had I had the epic uh, middle aged guy baseball experience. I'm, I I built my whole weekend around the M. First time good. in a long time. That's I watched good. every single inning except a couple because Friday night I'm sitting there and I have a couple of drinks and we have dinner and I'm and then the Red Sox are way up and I'm like I, I this team's capable. You know I'm yeah. not. And I'm watching and it's six to four I think and next thing I know I wake up and up. it's six to six. <laughs> So I saw the end of the game, but I missed it. I was like, well, I don't know how they came back, but look at that. Hey, look at that. Fast Eddie's coming in the game. It was, I mean, five and two on the homestand. They're still 20 games up. They're, uh, they're, they swept the Angels. And you're right. There's nothing to sneeze at splitting that four game series, uh, with Boston. And, you know, the crowds were great. Their crowds mm -hmm. were great every single night. Yeah. Yesterday was what? The second sellout of the year. The seventh largest crowd. Right. Safeco field history. I took, we took the family down there. The whole week for Father's Day was great. It was wonderful. Mm -hmm. It, this is the worst thing I can possibly say. You do, though, kind of wish there was only 20,000 people there. Because oh, when it's 45,000 people, hey. you can forget about getting anything at those concession stands. Right. And that's, yeah. a, that's a first world problem to have. Exactly. I'll say that right and now. that's any baseball stadium. Yeah. A baseball stadium is perfect when there's, you know what games I love? 
are either the April or the September. Yes. September games when <laughs> the M's are out of it. I have the most fun ever. You can get to, from your yeah. seat to the beer place to the bathroom to your seat during a pitching change. I mean, I left yesterday in the third inning because the two kids. First of all, we're sitting in the sun. It's warm. They're, sure, yeah, and they're yeah. just there. I can't, bro. We can't take it. They're anymore. not into it as much as no. you are. Yeah. Can we please just get some ice cream? So I'm like, okay. Third inning. We walk around to go find soft serve ice cream, and I think the only damn place I could find soft serve ice cream was right by that kids area, you know, mm-hmm. out there past the pen center field. Right, right. So we walk all. We were sitting kind of behind home plate, so we walked all the way around. We did a lap around the stadium. Right. I came back in the sixth inning. Yeah, right, right. That's that's how. Yeah, it's it's. I, mean, I missed everything, and I only missed the time that we that we scored. But whatever. Right. It's fun. I'll tell you what. Yesterday's game to me, oh, and man. again, this is what's fun when you're winning, and you can really kind of overanalyze this stuff on the good side. You know who I was really impressed with? Sparky. You know why? After a lousy, rotten, stinking inning, he's like, you know what? I need to get this game to the seventh inning to help my team, and yeah. he did it. And kept him in a position to win until uh, until the uh, Red Sox got going. But that to me, that's the sign of a good team. It's like, all right, yeah. he had a bad inning, big deal. A little game of inches and stuff. He yeah. could have got out of that inning. He didn't. He remember he had that second inning. He was able to turn that double play. Then they couldn't. You know, he couldn't get out of that jam again. That one more time in that third inning gave up what five runs. The offense didn't help him out. You know, in the fifth inning when they had the bases loaded, right? right. Like and stuff. But you know, it happens. All in all, a great homestand. It's awesome to see that place packed. That is. It's been a long time. I, the last time I remember that packed is when I when I like. Every day covered that team final year, 2002 and 2003. Right, sure. And it was insane. And it was it was fun to kind of watch. All right, more major sports news, guys. Yeah, that's breaking, breaking news, Sounder. Major sports news. You mentioned them, but, boy, you got to talk about the Houston Astros. Yeah, yeah. So the Mariners are playing great baseball. All the while, Houston has won 11 straight. Their last loss was against Seattle back on June 5th. They finished their road trip 10-0. and In that... In that 10 and 0 road trip. They outscored their opponents 74 to 35. It's just the sixth time in the past 65 seasons that a team completed a perfect road trip of 10 or more games. It's unbelievable. They're really upset with how Paxton shut them down that one night Jesus. in Houston because that's when it started, right? Isn't that when yeah. their 10 game? You know, but again, I, I I flash back to Bush Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. If you're yeah. the Astros right now, you keep looking around going, who are those guys? Because they've won 10 in a row and there's a team still right behind them. He's still right behind him, but you know the, the so the Mariners still have what they've got a, a series coming up with Boston still, or they yeah, got New York, New York, Boston, Boston, and Baltimore. And Baltimore. Yeah, the next, I'm telling you, the Astros. If you look at their schedule, they're not playing anyone. Yeah, they make you win through July 15th. Mm-hmm. They're going to get fat on their schedule. They have got seven games against Tampa, three games against Kansas City, three against Toronto, three against Texas, or two against Texas. Four against the White Sox, four against Oakland, three against Detroit. That's the All Star break. They may not lose again. Yeah, they they. Yeah, I mean, they honestly may not lose another Who game. Who are those guys? The M's are gonna have to yeah. keep up. All right, more major sports news. That's the breaking news. Major I have, sports I have news. a question about this one. Yes. Who is this guy again? Yes, yeah, see? <laughs> you asked earlier this week. Who is Brooks he? Who is this idiot? Last year's U.S. Open champion, Gas. He is this year's U.S. Open champion. Uh, he's the uh, first player since Curtis Strange back in the 80s uh, to go back-to-back in the U.S. Open. And what a finish by Brooks Kepka. You know, Joe, it's like me against me when you show up at these championships. And he claimed he was the most confident player coming in, so the me-against-me part, he got that. Back-to-back United States Open's phenomenal. And the best part about it was, I think Joe Buck uh, accurately said the his girlfriend's name. 
Last year he <laughs> butchered right. it and got yeah. killed for it. He got it right this year. How about the kiss? After coming off 18, my God! I mean, get a room. Did I don't he, know if you guys weren't watching. I didn't it see no. Oh, Jesus! Went like, after Diddy. Yeah. yeah, and then the best part was, I was joking my wife about this. Like, what would you do if I did this? He starts walking off, uh-huh. and just starts walking in front of her like ten yards. Just kind of leaves her. Really? Let's go. Like, what's his name at the Masters? <laughs> it just like starts, the Felchulator at the Masters. Remember, just he just starts, abandoned his wife. He just starts walking off and like, I'll see you later. So, th- I mean, there are so many storylines in this golf tournament this week. Did you watch any of it? Just a, a very little. I was rooting for who was the second place guy. Tommy Fleetwood. I was rooting for him all to back up to him after he goes out and shoots a 63. Oh, he was unbelievable. In the morning after they watered it, they, they poured like millions of gallons they, of water on the course to slow it down a little bit. They took the Atlantic Ocean and they yeah. poured it on the greens. It, to me, it seems like, frankly, a, a pretty chump tournament. Not, not to take away from this guy who found sure. a way to win it. Good for him. But just, boy, there was an awful lot of chumpness going on this weekend for a sport well, that, that really is supposed to be kind of set. You know, in a certain well, way. Well, what stinks about it, I mean, you should celebrate this guy because there's only six guys or seven guys in the history of the sport have ever won back-to-back right. U.S. Open. First Curtis, time in like 25 years, well, Curtis right? Strange was 80, 88, 89, or 89, 90. I mean, yeah. so it's it just doesn't happen. It's, so he joins an elite company, yeah. and you should celebrate a guy like Brooks Koepka because he's a great young American player. Mm. He's one of the best. He really, as someone said it last night, he's kind of the face of the, the new way that golf is played because mm-hmm. he hits it a ton. And he's got a great short game. He's got it all. Uh, he's good looking. You know, he just yeah. he has the complete package. But the story, and this takes us to major sports news again here. The story is 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 somebody else. Yeah, it's- major sports news is got to be old Tits Mickelson. And uh, I mean, my God, I mean, if you could have picked one guy to do what what happened this past weekend. He would have been the guy I would have circled that would have pulled this off. I I, I really thought in, in, in watching and listening to all the coverage, I really I tuned in Sunday mornings. I wanted to see if they'd show an angry mob with pitchforks and torches no. waiting for him to tee off. Man, people, people are not happy them. with Phil. Yeah, all right. So if you didn't watch it, basically on the 13th green on Saturday, he hits a ball. It's going to roll past. It's going to roll 50 yards off the green like every every shot on Saturday. We can get into the discussion of whether or not did they set the course up uh, too hard. It's amazing because based on what happened in 2004 that they did and then I watch all week long how they have this new technology to tell them how much grass or how much water is underneath these greens and what they need to do to water them. And then it got away from them again on Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's amazing to me that it happened again for them. But so what happened? The ball's rolling past. And so it's going to roll 50 yards off the green. He runs up to the ball before it rolls off the green and hits it again. Raise your hand if you've done that when uh, you're playing. Yeah, golf. everybody's done that you when you're playing me? a Muni. Yeah. Not in the U.S. Open. He, the best part about it, he hits it. And then when the ball rolls about four feet from the green, he goes and marks the ball. That's my favorite part about the whole thing is that he marked his ball again yeah, after, yeah. after hitting it, which is a clear violation of rules. We can get into that in just a second. My favorite, though, reaction from it was from this one British reporter. I think he was a chump. I think he, he, he made a complete mistake. Uh, in Britain, we would call him uh, an ass, <laughs> a, a silly ass. Um, what worries me more is that he shows little contrition now. There's not much um, chastening. He doesn't look to me this morning as though he realizes quite what has happened and how he's offended so many people. And if my judgment is rather severe, then I'm British and I make no apologies for it. <laughs> no, no, we won't want you to, John. All right, so here, I'll just give the quick cliff notes because, that listen, this is the part of golf I can't stand, our rules. Mm-hmm. I hate just – it's too complicated. The basic the, the the basic issue was it was this rule fourteen five, and that's what they that's what they 
gave him. That's what he violated, and that's why they gave him the two-shot penalty. And they, they say in that 14-5 that he used his putter uh, to stop the ball rather than to swat at it. Well, that makes no sense. He mm-hmm. absolutely swatted at it. He swatted it right back at the hole. Yeah. But the bigger issue is the is the 1-2 one in which he should have been disqualified for, which reads the intent to influence the movement of a ball in play. That was his intent. And the thing is, is he said it in the post-match interview. His intent was to stop the ball from rolling off the green. Mm-hmm. I mean, he. I mean, I could play you that. We could play you the but, two-minute interview with Curtis Strange. He says it. I knew the rule. I knew that I could do that. So he he he's so, he's admitting to a tent. Yeah, but do but do you think that maybe that's what they came up with in the twenty minutes that he was in the the you know talking to people about this? Because my first reaction was I don't know he is I thought he was kind of responding to the USGA and going this is ridiculous oh. and this and I don't think there was any I I think it was completely just to show them up a little bit and then I think well, they came that, up with this story afterwards. But that's intent. I get yeah. His intent okay. Right. If his, okay, so if his intent is to show up the USGA mm-hmm. and the ridiculous course setup, well, that's still intent. That's rule dash right. one two. That's right. one uh, dash two. Do you think he should have been DQ? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, there's I, no doubt about it. Yeah, no, I mean, no, I, mean I, I thought what he was doing. I thought what he did no was doubt. actually kind of funny. Yeah, I I found the humor in it. No yeah. doubt about it. Yeah, and I, I I'm not anti Mickelson yes. the way a lot of people are. All that said, I, I I you've got the rules right here. They're pretty clear. You wonder if. Name some god if Chris Babcock had done that. Oh, and I got a great story for Chris Babcock. Well, let's say, let's, and I don't think Chris would because well, he would have been disqualified, right? And that—that's uh, where it. it Tiger kinda... Woods at the at the Masters four years ago. With the when, scorecard. When uh, the, the, the scorecard issue when it hits the flag and then the, where yeah. he dropped illegally, he if it's anybody but Tiger Woods, he's disqualified. Right. It's just the way it is. It's Phil Mickelson, so they came up with some rule. And Mike Davis trying to say um, he Mike Davis's quote was he didn't whack it into a different direction. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's exactly what he did. Right, and he and he acknowledged that his intent was for it to stop going off the green. Was I? We all get too worked up into this thing and the rules of golf mm-hmm. and the stuffiness of golf, and that's all I hate. All that I love the sport, but I don't. I don't like that part of it. But yeah, I think he he should not have been able to play on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, you've got to at some point you got to enforce some of the basic yeah. rules, and that one is a real basic one. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. We come back. Uh, who had the better week? And also, there's some. We'll get to it maybe there or later. Uh, some big news in the world of the NHL and here in Seattle. They have made a hire. Who had the better weekend next? Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. Oh, we had so much there in major sports news, but we have to cover it. Maybe we can cover it here, but we have to say, we have to talk about who had the better weekend. I know Jackson had a great weekend. Yeah? Yeah. It was looked like he had a great weekend. He was, I see pictures of him on his lake cabin that we still haven't gotten invited to. We need to do like a full KJR sure. retreat out there. Yeah. You don't want that. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> it's a three-story cabin with a deck and a dock mm. and a pontoon yeah, boat. So. What could go wrong yeah. with inviting yeah. every one of your knucklehead coworkers <laughs> out to something like that? Yeah. How was your... You were watching baseball all weekend there, Gas? Can I, can I quickly tell you the last yeah. KJR party we had at my house? House, okay. Uh, was uh, yeah, so far back, it involves guys like Johnny Paisno and oh, Hot Shot geez. Scott. Well, the wild. And at some point, we were all downstairs watching something, and somebody else, there's one hot dog left, and Hot Shot and Paisno takes off to go get it. Hot Shot tackles him as he's going up the stairs. Paisno rips the banister out of our wall as, <laughs> as, as, as Hot. 
and, and everybody's laughing. It's actually pretty funny. Yeah. And my wife is laughing. Renee is laughing. She turns to me. She goes, you know, this is our, this is our last KJR party. We're never having yeah, it again. I kind of figured that's the case. So, yeah, that's okay. what we have to look forward to. Here's what I did this weekend. I borrowed my neighbor's power washer, oh. and I cleaned my driveway, sidewalks, and decks. And there's nothing that makes you feel more manly than running a piece of equipment like that, which I'm utterly unqualified to be running. <laughs> That's all you did all weekend long. Well, I was the highlight. You went the whole yeah. weekend. I went yeah. to the beach. We had a happy right. hour down at the beach. Love uh, it. I called in sick on Friday, which That's I thought good. was I called in sick to my temp job. Yeah. Which, uh, Just which admit I liked. you weren't really that sick. I know. I wasn't sick at all. My wife was sick, and I felt like I needed to be there for her because it's the whole sickness and health thing. You yeah. guys remember. Yeah. You were half sober. Did she really room. need you to be at home? Probably in the long run, no. At the time, right. it felt... Well, now, in my defense, <laughs> I got TV diva here, Jackson. You tell me if I got TV uh, diva okay. or not. I contact everybody Thursday night. I said, look, Renee's dead. She's kind of down for the count. I think I'm going to have to be with her on Friday, but, I, but I'll let you know for sure at 7 a.m. Friday morning. And the next text I get from the from the, the grand poobah here, Puck, is... Well, I've talked to Chris Egan, but he has to know right now if he's in. I'm like, well, well why would I tell him at like 7.30 in the morning? Can you drive down from Puyallup? I'm just saying that <laughs> the Egan, he got all divish. I must know now. And so oh. I said, well, if that's the case, then I'm out on Friday. Like, this is perfect how this worked out. It's okay. I, I'm on the record as saying I'd like to come in Friday morning, but I can't. And by the time Friday morning rolled around, why would I come in and ruin Chris Egan's But day? if I, if you, if you say at 7 a.m. I can't come in. Mm-hmm. And we need to find somebody. You could have fired said, Egan. You're on standby. Well, that's why I told him. Well, yeah, but but no, he said. said he had to know. When they tell, get Nicholas in here. When they tell the army guys you're on standby, they'll go. Well, look, Sergeant, oh, I'm going to have to know. I can't just a, be ready to go attack the enemy. Got a, no, he has a real job. He had to know if what he, if he TV could come job? In, come on, come he's like Adam. He's walking around with a whole that's case okay. full of makeup you and hairbrushes. Friday off. It's all good. Just say you wanted Friday. Well, off. I didn't hate it to you. I didn't hate having Friday off, but I was trying to be a good husband for once in my miserable life. And Jackson, how was your weekend? Oh man, I spent. My weekend at the, at the lake cabin, my family's lake cabin, spent it with my dad for Father's Day. We we had steak, halibut. I, I got some uh, fresh oysters out of Hood Canal and shucked and grilled them. Oh, that's the uh, best. We, Isn't that the, just, that's the glory. Spent it's time on a pontoon boat just you know soaking up the sun on, on our raft and various flotation devices on the lake and it, it, drinking lots and, and nice. enjoying the entire weekend. It was Water good enough to get in over there at Lake Cushman? It was a little bit colder than I thought it was going to be, but then you kind of remember that it, this week's the hot week, and then it'll water warm up, so it's still pretty cold. Nice. Just, hey, what time did you get home last night? About midnight. <laughs> that's, a, that's a full <laughs> the weekend. The traffic was absolutely horrible yeah. coming down. Shocker, th- here? Uh, I mean, God, going through the- going through Olympia and Lacey is the worst uh, stretch. Like uh, the Lacey, Lacey to Nisqually, is- that stretch of road is horrible. Can we not build a, like an overpass that that just take if people that don't need to go to JBLM? Mm-hmm. Can we just build an overpass that just uh, takes you like a sky bridge? It takes you over it. If you don't need to get off there. Well, and when is the construction going to end going around the Tacoma? Never going to end. That's been going on for a decade. That's never going to stop. And and it's almost like we didn't have enough roads anyway, and then like 100,000 people moved here over a couple of years. (laughs) That's almost how it feels. It's unbelievable. It was was absolutely, it's terrible. That's why I never go there. I never go south. Honestly, like on a Friday. I'll take you 15 hours to well, get there. And we left at like 9 p.m. thinking, okay, well, we're leaving at 9 p.m. It's not going to be that yeah, bad. It's, it's still a bad. one hour, one hour, 45 minute drive. Still horrific. Remember that being young, you'd leave someplace at nine to get home at midnight. Oh god, not no, couldn't me, do it anymore. Man. I yeah. le- we left here, so our Friday, we we started leaving. We we got we gathered everybody up in the uh, in the shuttle. We left here about 1:30. 
Actually, it was about 2 o'clock, so people were late. We got left here about 2 o'clock, full of beer. We, we made the hour-and-a-half drive down to, uh, to Druid's Glen Golf Course. Uh, we probably had too much, too many beers on the way down that we get out there. Wonderful golf tournament at Druids Glen Golf Course. Great job by Ian of putting it on. Great job by Clint and his staff at the, at Druids Glen Golf Course. Everybody involved. Um, Tyler Holinsky's father, Mark, was there. Oh, it's and, nice and that he came out. That's and great. great. And gave a very emotional, uh, speech, which was, I would I would say probably extremely hard for him to give. Mm. It showed a lot of courage and strength what he did. It was it was amazing to watch him get up there and be able to speak. And uh, Brandon Huffman was there, of course. They were raising money for DIPG, which uh, he, of course he lost his daughter Avery uh, too. And Brandon is and his family shows great strength. Uh, so it was a great turn. Best weather we've ever had. It was a beautiful uh, for, day. Oh, it was gorgeous. We shot an even par. So I thought we were going to get six under. We were just off our six under goal and our even par around our two-man scramble. I think the winner was four or three. So I don't know. We were okay. We were okay. We were right okay. there. We bogeyed the first. We should not have bogeyed the first. Uh, it was Ian played great. I played terribly. Yeah. Uh, we birdied the second and the third and then just couldn't get any. We had momentum going for us, but it, we it, couldn't get any momentum. Does this have to do with the fact that Ian spent two hours before the tournament doing a radio Working. show while you spent two hours drink, before the drinking. tournament drinking yeah, everything there, you get your a, hands on? Yeah, and there, there's a level you get to where right. you're fine, you're fine, and then too much. I told you, with you or maybe with Brad when you were gone the one day, we talked about oh. alcohol intersecting ability on a golf oh. course. And it's I reached that point on the second hole of too much. There, there. And then it was downhill <laughs> for the rest of the way. Uh, Saturday was a Saturday I didn't want to parent on Saturday because I was just... It took me a while to get out of bed and mm-hmm. recover from the tournament. Uh, saw Incredibles two with my with my young son. How is son. it? Heard great it was huge. movie. Great, awesome. Use Adam tickets. Uh, the Adam tickets. Did not use Adam tickets. Did not use. It. Probably should have just said we you did. Just did. <laughs> uh, of course, the Majestic Bay Theater, which is the greatest. Uh, still feeling the effects of Friday. Of course, I had to then have a burger and a shake to make up make myself right next feel door? better. Right, you know, at the um, the one that's right next to QFC, the little burger shack next to QFC. Oh, and Zesto's, right? Uh, no, mm-hmm. no, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, that was wonderful. Uh, then Sunday went to the ball game with the with the kids, the family. Uh, had a great time. Other than the th- two hour search <laughs> for soft serve ice cream, right? Which is just that's what happens when there's forty five thousand people at that stadium. Yeah. And, it then, and, and then it was melting too fast for the young one. I don't want it anymore. It's <laughs> melting. I'm like, just eat it. Fast. Did you jam? Well, can we ice? just sit? Here? And I had to like scoop around the edges to yeah. make sure it didn't melt. Then we had to sit like a wait, uh, uh, not in the sun, whatever. <laughs> Missed three <laughs> innings of baseball, but uh, I, at the end of the day, it was all good. It was a great Father's Day weekend. It was it was awesome. All right, coming up in eleven o'clock hour, get back into this this John Morosi story on on Cano and some trades, and also we tease that we should probably pay it off. A uh, big hire. Uh, for the NHL group here in Seattle. Familiar name, a guy with a pass here in the NHL. Maybe, maybe your coach one day.